And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. I'm a goat. <laughs> I'm an Israel bird. Bear well, y'all. I'm out in this field just sowing the oats, getting some herb. Yeah, bear well. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were sore afraid. I'm so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. <laughs> no, seriously, like, don't fear. It's gonna be good. <laughs> You're cool. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all my people. Like this person, and the person over there with his cool. Is that, is that a, did you dye your sheep red, sir? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Anyways, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, but his friends like to call him Dave, a savior, which is BS. Dave a savior? Dave, Dave a savior, a savior, which is the BS, boys. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the BS wrapped in bitchin' clothes, lying in, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly, heavenly host, praising God and saying, Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time! It's time for a load, a load, a load of BS coming to you live on the Twitch stream for the first time ever and I am joined in person by he, the B to the L-A-K-E, it's the Blake Tanner! Yeah! Yeah. yeah, that's so much more terrifying being next to you during the <laughs> entrance. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other end, it is the S, the Scoots Magoots, Scotty Moore. Scoots Magoots Magoots. Scoots Magoots. Oh, coming to you live <laughs> on this wonderful Christmas Eve's Eve's Eve's. Well, I guess since we didn't have a, a cold open because Linus was busy bitching, let's, let's crack open this delicious bottle of... I don't know, is Pritchard's a known brand? <laughs> Balls, if I know. <laughs> it had a picture of a brownie on it. <laughs> He'll probably like this. Uh, oh, God. What the hell? It's So how's your week been? <laughs> it's been good, uh, you know. I saw Star Wars. Yeah. The Rogue One. I've never had you... Like, Blake is usually very calm about... Oh, well, we can just do whatever. It's alright this week. Blake was violently adamant about... We must. Yes. Because you know what, Scotty? There's a new tradition yeah. nowadays. Oh, oh, yeah, there is. Because winter, winter is now is the season coming. of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That's a fact, actually. Christmas can move its ass to January. Star Wars is in December now. It's Star Wars week. Star week. Star Wars. Star Week Wars. Um, and I just wanted to do my condensed review of Rogue One. Yeah, go ahead. All right. 
So the movie starts off. There's no opening crawl. Oh shit! So really? yeah, that's very different. It just opens with this beautiful wide panning shot of a small shuttle going under the rings of a huge gas giant moon, and then the shuttle lands. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit! It's the Empire. And then the Imperials come out with these badass bitch in black cat clad stormtroopers. Oh okay, it was very because scary. like. They look like normal stormtroopers, except their armor's just all black and they're scary as shit. Yeah. And then um, we see Director Credic, the new Imperial bad guy. And he's... Uh... Okay, do you know that guy from the Dark Knight movie that was interrogating Bane? He's yeah. like, you will die, or shit. And he's like, oh, you're a big boy, eh? Yeah. <laughs> It's played by that guy. Oh, really? Yes, he's actually, he's very wonderful. Um, so anyway, he's coming to get his, like, some... Oh, that's uh, a shade. Oh, yes. <laughs> Maybe you're supposed to shake it up. Nah. Yeah. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Anyway, he's trying to get one of his scientists that left the uh, Death Star project. Yeah. Because work has stalled on the project, and he needs him back. So he was going to kidnap him, his wife, and his daughter. But they had a contingency plan. They ran away. Yeah. Except the wife came back and pulled a gun on him for some reason. Okay. Why not? Um. So anyway, uh, she tries to shoot him, and she gets mowed down by these stormtroopers. Oh shit! <laughs> okay. And so they this get does taken. Does not sound like Star Wars. Yes. And the uh, the young daughter who is like this high yeah. gets away, and um, she gets taken by this other mysterious man clad in black armor. Named You maybe heard of him. Maybe no, uh he is also uh he's a rebel. His name is Saw. Oh okay. He's the dude with like the breathing shit. Oh, is this um like uh uh what's his name? Forrest Whitaker? Yes. Yes. Okay, um anyway, it grows up and the girl little girl is Jin or so. Mm-hmm. And she is awesome. So she sometime later she's like captured by the Imperials and they're like oh that sucks and we get introduced to this rebel uh he's an intelligence officer but he does like secret yeah. spy shit so we see him and he finds some contact he's like listen there's this Imperial that's defected and he's talking about a planet killing death weapon and he's like oh shit you need to tell me who the fuck this is right now. <laughs> He's like, no, there's stormtroopers. Okay, he's on this planet called Jeddah with these big ass statues. Jeddah. Jeddah. And it's got these big ass statues of Jedi that oh, have fallen into the dirt. Welcome to Jeddah. Very important. Mozzarella. Very important Parmesan. Jedi planet. <laughs> um, so the stormtroopers find them, and then he's like, we have to escape. We have to climb out of this uh, deep like pit thing that we're in. He's like, I can't. My bum arm. He's like. Well, you know who I am, so I'm gonna shoot you. Okay. Oh, and so this this guy who was like, "Oh, he's a rebel. He's a good guy. Of course he." Is. No, he shoots this motherfucker dead. Just so dead. Yes, he does. Uh, so we skip. Then they get uh, Jen or then then the rebels bust her out because you know she's the daughter of one of the most important people working on the Death Star. Oh yeah. And it's like, all right. So this dude has defected. From the Empire. Okay. And he is trying to seek refuge on Jeddah, which is this desert planet, of course. As they all are. It's a desert planet. Um, And he just so happens to get in contact with Saul, Forrest Whitaker. 
Because I'm going to call him Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, he'd just call him Saw. Saw. And so, like, his band of extremists, oh. as the rebels call them, okay. um, have captured the Imperial pilot, and they won't let the rebels anywhere near them. So they're hoping that, you know, Forrest Whitaker's character raised Jen, and they're like, all right, we're going to bust her out of prison, and we're going to see if she can get us in with them so we can get whatever... Uh, Dr. Orso has been doing with this. So it's like, all right, we're going to go fly to Jeddah. We're going to do some shit. We're going to do this. Uh, meet badass rebel intelligence officer. Meet Jen Orso. Yeah. And then you meet the best droid I have ever seen, <laughs> K2. Because this smarmy-ass motherfucker is like eight foot tall, uh, reprogrammed Imperial droid. Oh, isn't this one that's played by... um? Oh, shit, what's his name? Uh, Ginger Guy. Yes. See, the only thing I know yes. about this character is the fact that there was a trailer released a long time ago for Rogue One where you just see him all running throughout the desert and they didn't have time to program in his character. <laughs> so all you see is him just running through in a motion capture suit. Oh, he's he's actually a very wonderful character. He's had, he's had some of the best lines. Um, there's one point where he's like, You shouldn't give her a blaster. Do you know what the probability that she'll shoot you is? Shut up, K2. It's high. Very high. <laughs> uh, he's wonderful. He's actually really cool, too. There's a scene where he's running, or the main characters are running through, like, a city trying to escape stormtroopers. And then he just pops out of nowhere. He's like, oh, keeping a low profile, huh? Yeah, that's working out for you really well. And he catches a grenade <laughs> that's thrown at them as he's talking, tosses it behind him, and it blows up like 12 stormtroopers. Oh my god, I love him so much. Uh, so anyway, we're on this desert planet. Are which... you just casually about to spoil all of Rogue One for our listeners? Oh yeah, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> uh, but no. So, you get to see a, cool, a bunch of cool things. Yeah. They go through the city because you meet cheer at Imway. And so these guys are like, they're called Guardians of the Wills. Okay. So they're guarding like, this ding, like, ding, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Come and get your love. <laughs> so he guards, or there's a bunch of them that like, we used to guard this temple for the Jedi because this is where the Jedi kept their kyber crystals. Kyber crystals are the crystals that go inside lightsabers. Oh, okay. Um, and they're very powerful. But the Empire needs them, mm -hmm. because if you put them in a Death Star, they can blow up planets. Oh. Ah. Oh, shit. So is the Death Star made of lightsabers? The, the laser is. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> That's why it can blow up planets. Um, so we're in this the middle of this city, and it's a very like compact city of yeah. a bunch of people. And uh, there's this tank. And a bunch of stormtroopers are around it, so our main characters are trying to, like, stay away. Yeah. And, uh, then all of a sudden, Forrest Whitaker's rebels come out of nowhere, and they're like, we're about to do some city fighting, bitches. <laughs> city fight! There's a city fight, and, uh, the main characters are running, trying to get away from it. But then, they're surrounded by stormtroopers, and then all of a sudden you hear, let them pass, let them go in peace. And so, Chirrut Imwe, this bl blind, he's blind, by oh, the by way. Oh, by the way, yeah. no big deal? No blind. big deal. Blind as shit. He walks out with his staff in the middle of these troopers. They're like, 
Who's this guy? What is that? All right, blast him. So he's just, you just hear him mutter under his breath, I'm one with the force and the force is with me. I'm one with the force and the force is with me. He proceeds <laughs> to pull out his, du- like, his staff and beat the ever-loving shit out of a bunch of stormtroopers <laughs> with a bunch of flippy shit. What, what proceeds <laughs> to happen is he executes the greatest... B-boy dance of all time. Boom, 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 boom. I'm one with the force and the, the force is with me. I love the detail too because as his like staff connects and smashes into stormtrooper helmets, you yeah. see bits fly off of the helmet. Nice. <laughs> uh, so he's like, hey, I'm Chirrut. I'm blind. How's it going? This is my buddy, by the way. He's cool too. He has a big blaster and some armor. And he proceeds to shoot a bunch of stormtroopers. So then they're captured by Saw's rebels. Wait, what? Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, then they're like, oh, hey, I'm Jen. I want to see Saw. And it's like, okay, we'll take you to see Saw. <clears throat> Fine. I'll take you to you see, see Saw. Saw. Uh, then, they, then they go see Saw. Except they're captured, so they block him up or whatever. It doesn't, yeah. you know. It doesn't really matter. It's Star Wars. Yeah, it's Star Wars. I don't give a damn. It's like, I'm here. I'm Saw. I am almost dead. I have three feet in the grave because they both got blown off of me. I can't breathe. And my face is mangled. And my body is mangled. And I had to get Darth Vader's, like, third-rate dime store suit that he threw away in a trash can to keep me alive. Um... And she's like, well, I don't want to be a part of the rebellion because, you know, reasons. He's like, your father sent you this. And so she listens to this message from her father. It's very emotional yeah. and stuff. And he's like, anyways, listen, blasters. I built the Death Star, okay? I put in a weakness. If you blow the reactor, the whole thing goes up. So he made the reactor, like, very weak. So if you, like, hit it with a rock accidentally, then the Death Star blows up. So they didn't even need, like, the X-Wing fighter. <laughs> you could have had Luke just... Yep. Use the force, Luke. I only have this pencil. It's enough. <laughs> It'll work. Oh, so it's like... Okay, so she hears this message, but then all of a sudden... The Death Star itself makes an appearance over the skies of Jeddah. Hello, Jedi. everybody. Hello. I'm the Death Star. How's it going? And the the director's still there, and he's like, "Hey, sup, bitches? We're gonna do something." But then Grand Moff Tarkin's up in here too, because you know they just casually resurrected uh, him from the dead. Oh yeah, Peter Peter Cushing's, Cushing's with CGI, and it looks like. Grand Moff Tarkin, but like it's I a mix it's... of almost real, but he looks like he's from that Scrooge movie. <laughs> I heard it's very uncanny valley. Him and Leia at the yes. end. They're both very like I'm uncomfortable with this. Leia's is much better because you don't see her for as long and it's easier to do that like rounded face. Yeah. But Peter Cushing's gaunt looking You may fire when ready. Um so he's like Director Credit, you've done very well. I'm taking over your entire project. Thank you. Goodbye. No! So they test the Death Star, basically. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we're going to use like one-eighth of the Death Star's potential. We're going to blow this city up. 
because this is where Saul's rebels are coming from. We're going to wipe the last of the Jedi uh, reminders from the face of the galaxy. And it's going to be a really cool fucking explosion. Anyway. Anyway. You see the Death Star. Fire. It's a big honking laser into the middle of this city. Mm-hmm. And it's gone. It's like Independence Day times 50. Except it causes the most massive explosion I've ever seen in a movie. Period. The thing is so... You see the crust of the world lifting up. And just like like a massive tidal wave of earth and rock comes flying towards the rebel base. The rock? If you <laughs> smell <laughs> what the Death Star's blasting. <laughs> and so if you're looking out a window from the rebel base, you're like, oh, look, Jetta City's there. Oh, what's that green? Oh, the city's gone. Oh, the horizon's gone. Oh, it's coming towards us. Because this Whoops. may be the biggest explosion, but it's the tiniest, or it's the slowest moving explosion ever. Move. Move. Guys, Run. go, 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 go. go. Anyway, after that, there's some other cool stuff. Uh, we try to get her father back, but that fails, so they're like, oh, shit. And then, you know, he kind of gets killed and stuff, so I I just want to kind of blast through this because I want to get to the badass motherfucking space battle, Mm -hmm. of course. Uh, You see some X-Wings do some really cool stuff, flying in some canyons, uh, getting blasted by TIE Fighters, blasting some TIE Fighters, blowing some stuff up. Uh, You get to see the blind monk use his weird crossbow blaster because he's he's using the force to see and stuff. Is it not a bowcaster? No, it's bigger. <laughs> uh, he he points the thing at a TIE fighter and blows it up mid-flight. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so that's cool. Then anyway, we get back to the rebel base. And then Jen Orso's like, listen, we've gone through some stuff. But I know that there's a weakness in the Death Star. And if we get the plans, because my dad told me where the plans were. My dad told my me. My dad told me. My dad told me. Like, there's a place. Yeah. And it's like, well, did you keep the recording? No, it kind of got blown up. Kind of forgot about it, you know. We were kind of getting blown up. It's like, well, we can't believe you. I mean, you are kind of a criminal and stuff. And But uh, the rest of the rebels that she's with, even the pilot that defected and the ship that they stole uh, escaping, they're like, no, we got a ragtag little group of rebels within the rebellion. We're going to go to this planet, we are going to get the plans, and we are going to mess stuff up. Cue them going, infiltrating the planet, and they're like, okay, this is fine. So the rebels, you know, they're silent. They go move in. They blow a bunch of stuff up at this Imperial facility where they keep the Death Star plans. And so these, like, dozen people are kind of doing this insurgency thing. Yeah. Blasting stormtroopers, paving a way for uh, the rest of, or for the main two characters and their big droid K two, mm-hmm. and uh, so you cut back to the rebels, and you yeah. see Mon Mothma, some general, and the uh, never aforementioned Blue Squadron leader, Blue leader uh, from the ill-fated Blue Squadron. Uh, so they come back and it's like, listen. Admiral Raditz 
who Radus, sorry, Admiral Radus, who is this What? Squat How did he get here? Squat blue Mon Calamari dude. Uh, who is not Admiral Akbar. Vegeta, uh, you wanna build a Death Star? Shut up, yeah, let's go. No, he's like Listen, I'm taking the rebel fleet and we're going to support them. Fuck all y'all, bitches. So Mon Mothma's just kinda like, Alright, I'm gonna send in red, gold, and blue squadrons too. And so the battle of Scarab. We gotta get these people in. We gotta go. Pew pew pew. They're Star Destroyers. Admiral Radish, get your fleet in position. Alright, I'm getting my fleet in Guys, position. this is the closest Blake has come to his original review he gave me of Star Wars. Yeah, that was all setting up for this stuff. And it's like, okay, we gotta get these ships, but we gotta get this shield generator down. It's covering the whole planet. I have an idea. Disable that Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer disabled. Good. Pew, 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 pew. Listen, get this Hammerhead Corvette in here. All what? right. Ham- so this ham- this little ship, it's called the Hammerhead Corvette. It has a hammerhead, if you didn't notice. It's a lot like the uh, the Carillion Corvette, Leia oh, ship. Oh, okay. Except it's got a hammerhead. And all you hear, you see like a small shot from inside the bridge of that ship. Ramming speed! <laughs> so I want you to imagine a ship hitting another ship with a motherfucking ship. <laughs> so this this little cruiser that is one twentieth the size of a Star Destroyer rams into this disabled ship. Yeah. Crushes a Star Destroyer into another Star Destroyer, slicing it in half. Yeah. And then they both crash into the planet. Oh, I'm just going to quietly oh. mute this. Yeah, I was getting oh. on our chat. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, that happens. The 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 shield. Anyways, down. the end. Yeah, the shield's down. The Death Star pops up, and then it was like, "Oh God, no!" Tarkin's focusing on the planet, so the shield's down. They broadcast the plans of the Death Star to the ship, and then they're like, "All rebel craft, run the hell away!" So you see a bunch of a few rebel ships jumping jump into hyperspace, just as another Star Destroyer jumps out of hyperspace right in their fucking way. So, like, two or three rebel ships just eat shit trying to enter hyperspace and smash into the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. And it starts to decimate the rebel fleet. And you cut to a quick shot of a single man on the bridge. <laughs> so, Darth Vader just comes in and wrecks shit. Oh, God! Which is the basic... That's basically the next ten minutes of the film. Yeah. Um, as the Rebel fleet gets its ass handed to it. Um, the Death Star blows up the whole Imperial facility, killing all of the main characters. Um, is this the Hamlet of, like, Star yeah. Wars? No, this is the Suicide Squad of Star Wars, but better. Okay, I was like, wait a minute! <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so, that happens... And the plans get beamed to the Rebel flagship, which is Blue Mon Calamari's ship. But they're like, the ship's disabled. We gotta run. So they put the plans on a disc, and these Rebels are just, like, trying to get away. But the doors close. Um, and they're trying to open this door. And then all the lights go out. And then, as they stare at the end of this darkened hallway... Gong! 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 Then, like, after a few moments of silence, 
you see the red lightsaber ignite. And Darth Vader, for the next 20 seconds, kills an entire hallway full of rebel troopers in the most stylish, badass fashion. Um, he, he, at one point, he throws one dude up to the ceiling, pins him on the ceiling, and slices him in half. What? And then at the end, this one trooper who's got the plans, he's just he forces his hand through the door and is like, "Take it, take it!" And this, uh, he and someone else grabs it just as he's impaled through the door by no. a lightsaber. And Vader just kind of like smashes the door open, chases people. They eventually get the plans onto um, Leia's ship. Um, it runs, you know, they get the plans onto the blockade runner, and it runs the fuck away. And then you see Vader staring at the ship as it goes away. You see Captain Antilles um, giving the plans to Leia. And boom, that's the beginning. That's episode <laughs> four, right there. It leads so, perfectly in. So this is the biggest love letter to Star Wars that's ever been written, basically. Oh, it's so wonderful. Um, also, uh, to Graticus in the chat who asked, uh, if I, why am I drinking mud? <laughs> no, this is uh, fudge brownie cream liqueur. Actually, I want... Hold on. Here, hold on a second. Here, um, have you a glass? Oh, also, Darth Vader cements his status as King of the Dark, or as Dark Lord of Puns in the movie. Oh, yeah, I heard about that because, uh... It's so wonderful. I was with, uh... I was watching Brian, Brian Brushwood talk about it, and he just goes, Darth Vader doesn't make puns! My oh. Darth Vader doesn't make puns! The hell he doesn't, Brian. <laughs> what? Have you never seen 4, 5, and 6? Of course he does. He's also like got this terribly dry sense of humor. Yeah. Because if you were, if you didn't, then he wouldn't have choked out uh, an Imperial captain and then said, Apology accepted, Captain Nita. Uh, oh. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Be careful not to choke on your ambitions, Brian. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, guys, if you want some badass merch, I'm not even going to try to make a damn, like, I've had roughly five glasses of this on accident. Uh, but guys, if you guys want some really badass merch, head on over to merch, merch.aloadofpurebs.com. You can get t-shirts, canvases, uh, big fan of the show, Jacoby Dove just got a Corp canvas and it is literally the size of his body. That's wonderful. And if you don't buy stuff from us, then Darth Vader will come and get you in the night. If you don't, be prepared to choke on your ambition. <laughs> um, oh, well, you know something, Blake? Uh, I, gave you, we, I gave you my parents' presents to you. Yes. But uh, you, don't have, you don't have my present. Oh, no. Oh, no. In fact, hold on, because you, you, you guys' presents are interconnected. Dad, come here. Dad. Uh, well, everyone, welcome to the podcast, uh, Scott Moore, my father, which, by the way, you remember how we felt fine about saying whatever we want, because dad yeah. vets the podcast yeah. before mom listens? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, mom just listens to him no matter what. Oh. You were the shittiest at vetting the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You're absolutely, okay. Your mother sneaks around. Yeah, it's, yeah, but still, like, good work, dude. Well, um, it's a duck. It's, it's a horrifying it's a duck. duck creature. So, uh, Blake, where are we going on my birthday? Where are we going? 
Oh, we're going to Gatlinburg. We're going to Gatlinburg. Yeah. But you know something? You know something, Blakey Tan? What? There's a mission we haven't completed yet. Oh, Lord. There's a mission we attempted oh, to start a long time ago. Oh, Lord. At Universal Studios. Lord. Florida. And did we ever tell this on the podcast? I don't remember. So, uh, me and Blake went to Universal... And we went to get on Hulk, and it, like our like we got everything, and we went through single riders because there was mm-hmm. like an hour wait. And um, as we go through, Blake, I guess you had something in your pocket. I, I guess? think I did. Something I forgot to take and out. They, and they were like, "Go back to the lockers." And so I just walked through, and I'm like, "Blake will be back." Mm-hmm. Then like five minutes pass, I'll be like, "Blake's back. He'll be back." It took me forever to find a locker, and then I had to get like another ticket from an attendant oh yeah because i didn't have my ticket and that's the only lockers in the park that requires a ticket scan it's bullshit so uh finally i'm about to really board hulk and i go not without him and i just run out and i find him and by the time we leave we get out there the single rider is closed so there's only an hour wait but i realized that like our bags are in the arcade the arcade will be closed by the time we leave. Mm-hmm. So I look at Blake. I'm like, look, buddy, you just go ride Hulk. I'll wait for you. It'll be okay. At which point, he just puts a hand on my shoulder. It's just like, I'm not going without you. We're all soldiers now. We're all soldiers now. <laughs> but uh, so, Blake, before you do Gatlinburg, I think you need to complete that mission. And someone's going to be joining us on that mission, and that is... I'm not running, damn. That's, <laughs> that's Scott Moore. Uh, but of course, but after all that, <sighs> after we've had our levity, I want to make sure we have a we have a vacation, Blake, that is just... Wait for it. Oh, oh it's really muted. Really. Yes! <laughs> Good night. January 5th, 2017. The men of the Moore household, plus Blake, are going to Universal Studios. And then. NXT! 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 You both have plane tickets out Wednesday night. You both have plane tickets back January 6th, so you can meet me there. We are going to see NXT. <laughs> and this isn't just a live event. This is a taping, so we get to see all of the good shit. Yeah. All yes. the shits. NXT. So, so Dad, yeah. did I get you? Yeah, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> you got the best part is the fact that dad really loves planning yeah. shit. <laughs> and he's yeah. just like, I hate him. I hate him yeah. so much right now. But I get to fly a plane. No, you're, you're not, not flying the damn plane. You're not flying the plane. I'm going to fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Let me fly the plane. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, is that you? Let me fly the plane. Uh, so, yeah. And I, well, I guess while we're at it, dad, get up. Thank you. So, uh, we have someone else here. Uh, the Patreon Saint is here. She's here! Yay. And, uh, so, Mom, you gave me one rule about uh, Christmas for you. Yes, I did. Well, which was? 
do not spend a lot of money on this. You're right, and that's why uh, you actually don't have, you don't have like, you know, tickets. You've actually just got your little bag. Yay, man. A baggie of things. Uh-oh. So here's your <laughs> things. J- open your, what, 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 what have we got? Yeah. Yeah, some Steel Panther bitches. Steel Panther CD. Yeah. All right, and what else did you get? Very cool. You got something else. You got another thing. Aww. It's a penguin. Yes. It's a penguin. For those who don't know, my mother loves penguins violently. (laughs) Terrifyingly loves penguins. That sounds not nice. Uh, It's perfectly fine. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the All right. Aw, baby. Yes, can we show the camera after you get it out? It is a mama penguin and her little baby penguin. Let me see. Look at it. It's a mama penguin and a baby penguin. Actually, get out the Steel Panther album. We'll play some. Oh no. <laughs> we'll just crank up some Steel Panther. Yeah. I... What? There's no CD. Why is there no CD? Do I... Damn it, Scotty. Well, hold on, because something else didn't come in either, because I ha- was going to have this big circus tent, but I don't have the circus tent. Um... Yeah, so we need to go find. So we have to find yeah. the Steel Panther, and we have to find the. But it was going to be like a big circus. Okay. Yeah, it was going to be like the circus of circuses. Like the. Uh... What do they call that? Like a circus circus, yeah. Cirque de circus. No, no, like a circus circus, yeah. Oh, okay. Like the casino. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. the casino. Okay, like So, I, I think I know where I can find Steel Panther, actually, Mom. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be January 18th, if you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did this on the podcast so she wouldn't kill me for this. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're You gonna- do understand that I... Witnesses or not, I still can kick your ass. We're uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, January eighteenth, we're gonna go find Steel Panther in Las Vegas. Shut the hell up, <laughs> Scotty. And we're staying at Circus Circus. What Woo! the hell, Scotty? <laughs> what? Are you okay? Is it okay? I- I'm sorry. We have to go find your CD. I don't know where your CD is. <laughs> Can't go find it. In yeah, January. we have to go find it in January. I think it's in Vegas in the Circus Circus place. Oh, oh Blake! It's now time for everyone's favorite game show. Can I make my mom cry? Yep, she's crying, guys. Ding, uh, ding. Yeah, it's been done. It's done. It's Record time. <laughs> 0.5 seconds. Boo! 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 You win an expenses paid by you trip <laughs> to Las Vegas. Oh. <sighs> Also, if you want to do anything out there, let me know, and I'll see if Mizzoula can hook us up, because Zula can get us, like, discounts on stuff. So, yeah, we're going to Vegas. Me, me, Blake, and Dad are going to NXT. We're going to see Steel Panther, which might be the dumbest decision I've ever made in my life. Oh. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. This- I still owe Dad for the plane ticket. No, the hotel tickets. I paid oh. for the plane tickets already. My favorite part was going to dad and being like, do not look at the charge. Yeah, she's going to cry. <laughs> there you go. So, so did you guys have any idea? No, uh, no. what the hell? <laughs> uh, excuse me. 
Well, I was gonna. I was like, oh, we can just do something with Trace Adkins because that's that's Mama's favorite recording artist is Trace Adkins. But, but I didn't want to do something expected. So uh, yeah, what about you, Dad? Did you know about moms? No. No, is it yet? Yeah, I did shit right. So, it's in my room. Anyways, so have you ever been? So anyways, Austin, Texas. Yeah, go ahead. Y'all can leave. It's fine. All right, guys. Everyone say goodbye to the Patreon Saint, Deborah Moore. Goodbye. And Bye. Papa. Bye. Um, Bye. Love y'all. Man, the best way to describe... That was sweet. The best way to describe Austin, though... Austin is kind of like if like the internet in the 90s had a baby and that baby shat on a town. <laughs> like my favorite, like as you're just driving through, there's just these weird ass buildings. Like my favorite one was called Jurassic Car Wash. And it's just a normal ass car wash. But they were like, you know what? Let's just get some big, uh, like realistically sized statues of dinosaurs and put them out the front. No, that's a good branding idea. You stick it out there. Everyone's kids want to go to the dinosaur car wash. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I've learned something about airlines. Mm-hmm. Airports are just bars with with planes. Bars what with has planes. Bars with planes. Oh, uh, that's good because planes are just bars with wings. <laughs> I just remember walking up to a bar and being like, excuse me, can I have a double white Russian? And they're like, I'm sorry? <laughs> They're like, yeah, just give me a double white Russian. Then I finished it. I was like, give me another. And then this dude that looked really nice, like he was like clearly business, oh. walked up and was just like, I'll have a mimosa, please. And I was like, give me 12 mimosas. I'll have a mimosa. <laughs> I was like, I got to one up this bitch. Wingardium Levy Mimosa. <laughs> Wingardium Mimosa. No, it's not Mimosa. It's, <laughs> it's Mimosa. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yep, that's that's basically my week has been nothing but staying on planes and then getting drunk. Oh my! my speaking of, hold on, hold this. Okay. Have we legit almost tanked this? I've only had one glass, so. Have I almost tanked this? Yes. Uh. uh I don't even feel. I don't even feel much from that one glass. <laughs> so. uh... For the people not watching at home, um, Blake got me a huge-ass bottle of Pritchard's Cream Liqueur Fudge Brownie, and it's gone. It's gone. It's, it's not even Act 3 yet, and it's gone. I'm glad that I, I at least got one glass. It was really good, though. It was. It's very good. It's well worth the $30. I'm a, well, shit, really? <laughs> Yeah. I'm a big fan of the, uh, like on the back it says, after declaring me to be an evil man for creating this tempting liqueur, a lady exclaimed, it's decadence in a bottle. Mmm. Oh, I really want that to be a shirt. Tragic. After declaring the BS to be evil for creating this tempting <laughs> podcast, the lady exclaimed, with decadence on the internet. <laughs> uh, Scotty and I know how not to choke on our Aspirations. <laughs> Oh, that's to- the name of the episode has to be Choke on Your yeah, aspirations. aspirations, doesn't it? Uh, yep, because you know another thing. Aspirations could be things that you aspire to, but do you know what happens when you have an aspiration in your throat, Scotty? You die. You choke. You choke. On your aspirations. You choke, <laughs> <child>. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Anyway, I, fi- I realized uh, I have a job when it comes to airlines, and mm-hmm. it's the fact that I have to stop babies from crying. Aww. Like, that's all I do. And like, as I boarded my flight, there was the most cross-eyed baby. And it was like, I don't know if it's looking at me, but it's smiling at me. And the cross-eyedest me... baby. The cross-eyedest baby. Ooh. Oh, man. So how's your week been? Because, shit, we didn't plan this. We just kind of thought, like, our chat no. would be full of people ready to talk. Uh, Look, I watched Star Wars three times. Eventually. What the hell? Really? <laughs> yes. Uh, Because, okay, I'm going to say this real quick, because... If you don't know, which you probably don't because it's stupid and nobody knows about it, there's this dumb fucking uh, pseudo-boycott of, like, Star Wars because some of the actors, they said things that were mean to Donald Trump. Wait, what? It's like, so uh, be actors, as most are, are like, yeah, Trump fucking sucks, dudes. Um, He's kind of, Do you, you know, know, you know, we don't like him. And so... Said that they tried to get a movement, and I think it was called like Dump Star Wars or something. Trump Star Wars. Trump Star Wars. See, that would have been much better. That's on par that with Don't been... Choke on Your Aspirations. Yeah. But it's like, oh, we're going to can the Star Wars movie by not watching it. Bitches, biggest December release ever. I thought Force Force Awakens was beating it. Or did Force Awakens? No, come no, out not by uh, December release amounts. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, it it is trailing The Force Awakens slightly, but not by a lot. Yep. It's fucking amazing. I just, so, well, hold on. Welcome Mike, to Blake talks about Star Wars for 40 minutes. I love Star and Wars. And then Scotty gives presents. Um, you know, because Michael's mom, who, as we, as we know from past episodes, yeah. you know, she's a very conservative woman, but she loved Star Wars. Except she's like, I can't watch this Star Wars movie. Because they said mean things. I can't handle mean things. That doesn't make sense. So I'm like, it's okay, Judy. I'll watch the movie three times for you. Wait, legit? Are you? Is that why? Um, maybe. See, that's the weird thing is I've... I I saw it once with my friends, once with my dad, and once just fucking because. I've been around a bunch of people Mm -hmm. this week who have had very strong opinions on it. Basically because they were like, it's very fan servicey and they didn't like that, but... Look, fan service... It fits with the narrative, and I will say it's fan service because it's ma- it's setting up things that happened already. Yeah. So and, and then the other problem I've been hearing dumb. about it, the other problem, <laughs> the other problem I've been hearing about it is the fact that like, you know, it was advertised as this is a huge Star Wars standalone film, but there's little bits of it that you wouldn't get if you hadn't seen other ones and then but at the end of the day like yeah. if you haven't seen Star Wars you're an asshole. If yeah, if you're not if you're coming to see a Star Wars movie to see something that doesn't have anything to do with the Star Wars universe, you're an idiot first of all. Um and... you're a stupid idiot. Uh no, no. You know what happens? You know what happens to someone who's not seen Star Wars? Episode 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 doesn't matter. You're on the list. Put him on! Put him on the list! Twice! Twice! I wrote him on the list on the back of this box. <laughs> the list of the penguin box? Yes. Um, but no, I think it's a great standalone... F- it is a good standalone film, though. Like, yeah, so... It's general things about Star Wars. If you know anything about Star Wars, yeah. then you'll fucking get it. I don't get that criticism, first of all. Okay. Um, because it's got almost 
completely uh, new original characters from the main characters. At the worst, there are supporting characters from the older Star Wars movies, but they barely say or do anything. They even add in, like, a few, a new character because, uh, okay, so what they did is they took a bunch of old, unused film that they found from episode four. Yeah. And um, it was from Gold and Red Leader. And they cut, like, the characters out of their Star Wars, like their uh, X-Wing cockpits, and they inserted that film into the movie. So you had the original actors playing Golden Red Leader, playing Golden Red Leader, like, in little cameo appearances during the last Um, battle. It's just, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's fan service, but that's amazing. Of course they would be there. That's on par with, like, Hologram. Fucking duh! (laughs) That's on par with Hologram Tupac. I just want to let you know that. It's still awesome, but, like... Uh, the more I look at this bottle of Pritchard's, by the way, the more I think I could find it anywhere in Fallout. <laughs> like, like, just look at the bottle. Oh. It's slightly tattered. It's a little dirty. I just received it today, and yet I still think I could be walking the wastelands. You picked up one rip, one Pritchard's. Bongo, bongo, bongo. I don't want to lay in the car. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, dude. So, uh, but Blakey Tan, mm. uh... The people out there, they love us. They want more. They like. They like us. Yep. They love us. They want some more yeah. of us. But uh, how can they do that? Um, by watching Star Wars Rogue One. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> no. Or go- by going to Patreon.com/slash a load of BS. Yes, Patreon.com/slash a load of BS. Ladies and gentlemen, you get so many different perks for so many different amounts of money. One dollar gets you a shout out, like the Patreon saint. It will not get you a trip to Las Vegas. Uh, $5 gets you motivational videos from me and Blake, and of course $30 gets you subscribed to... What? Oh, the BS Goody Box! Booty Box! The Booty Box! The Booty Box! I came up with that name, <laughs> and I forgot it. Yeah. But you get all sorts of cool stuff that we come up with on the fly every month. Yeah, brand new t-shirt every single month, and then, <laughs> honestly, whatever we find at Walmart that we'd like to put in there. Scotty, we're making a Star Wars design themed t-shirt. <laughs> okay, okay I'll, work, um, I'll work on that. Because, you know what, I'm getting you to see Rogue One at some point. Okay. Uh, if you like, like, movies that are awesome, because I will say Rogue One was much better than The Force Awakens. Yeah, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. I've definitely heard that. Um... But if if you want the next shirt we are releasing, there is absolutely only one way to get it. You cannot get it on our merch store. You cannot get it on eBay. You have to donate to our cause next week because next week is, of, of course, our annual New Year's Eve stream for charity. Me and Blake are donating to Connor's Cure. Yes, our inaugural annual. Our inaugural annual. So uh, it's going to be streaming here. It's going to be streaming on DiamondClub.tv. I believe our time is 1.30 to 3.30. Who's, uh, who, we're going to be celebrating someone's New Year. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Oh, oh Madiga. And, of course, if you donate... Anything under 30, you get you a good day. Uh, we'll probably send you a cool like ca- card written out. But if you donate over $30, you get the Crush Cancer shirt. The badass shirt featuring Lil Blake. Little me. I like that we're yellow. Yeah. Uh, well, I was like, what's the ribbon color for... Hold on. There we go. I was like, what's the ribbon color for pediatric cancer? And it was yellow. So I was like, okay, we'll be yellow. 
So that's what it is. And then, of course, we have the Diamond Club logo. We have the uh, BS logo inside of that. So if you want one of those next week, just go on over to uh, we'll we'll help you give you we'll give you links next week, and of course we'll be posting we'll be posting them on the Facebook, we'll be posting them on the Twitter all week. We're gonna be annoying the hell out of you until you give us your money, either for a shirt or just because you want to be a good person. But Blake, yeah, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time because to rhyme in uh, with my lime. Because, Blakey Tan, you've been kidnapped. Oh. And you've just been straight up kidnapped and wrecked. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, I've been having a great time with Austin. But, uh... Bastard. It's whatever. Um, so, Blakey Tan, chapter 13. You don't even have to load it up. It's time. Blake's eyes open wide as the imposing red collar around his neck finally fades away. He smiles as he can finally rest. His head slowly falls towards the pillow when suddenly the large metal gate decorating his prison slams open. His eyes open as he realizes this torture has only just begun. A large arm grabs his wrist and drags him out of bed. Come on, it's time. Blake's body smacks against the hard concrete floor as his body falls limp. Daryl jumps off the top bunk and pulls Blake away. Daryl? No! Daryl. Yeah, Deckhand Daryl. I just fucking realized. Yeah, Deckhand Daryl. Uh, Daryl throws Blake back into the bed. This isn't happening. Not today. The guard's eyes roll in the back of his head. Blake looks up to see this enforcer of the law simply pull out his pistol and shoot Daryl in the chest. Blake watches in horror as his only friend in this hell dies in front of him. Daryl! <laughs> Come along, Mr. Tanner. The guard begins to drag him back again as he looks back at Daryl, coughing up blood. The guard has a perfect shot straight through his heart. Blake! Daryl calls out to the young man. Never forget, you are our hero. Daryl! No! Austin levitates another tree off the ground as I continue to cut them one by one with energy discs. We smile at our hard work as we look up at a giant wooden compound built for Velociraptor Brethren. This should keep the cavemen at bay now. You alright? <laughs> this won't cause any problems in the future, right? I look at Austin. Like, we're not fucking with the timeline by saving them from possible extinction. Eh, it'll be fine. Austin comments. But, on a more important note, it's time. Austin swirls a hand in the air, making a portal to Blake's world. Hop in, Scotty. Let's go save that magnificent bastard. Wait. I stop Austin's hand, destroying the portal. I know we have power, but will it be enough? I mean, surely we can take on that woman, but what of her army? You think someone rose to that power without someone fighting behind them? What are you saying? Austin looks quizzically at me. I'm saying we need an army. I smirk up at the Eternal Man, and I know where to find one. Blake is thrown into a dark, damp room. He hears threatening whispers surround him, each one more frightening than the last. He sits in a chair in the center of the room. What lay before him is a TV, a video camera, and that wretched girl. What is this? <laughs> Why do you want to kill me? You bitch, why do you want to kill me? Blake asks weakly. Well, I told you, Blake. She smirks as she reaches for the remote. I'm not doing this because I hate you. I'm, do I'm doing this for someone very important. 
She turns on the TV and a terrifying figure appears before Blake. Very, very important. Well, I only got two words for you. Sugar! Sugar! <laughs> As you're tied up. Like, that's how you break your chains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just now realized that we also did not give the lead in to that, uh, which is, guys, this is our fan fiction. It's me and Blake. Blake's been kidnapped because he's going to be the god of a new world, and I'm having to save him. Anyways, uh, chapter 14, Ultimate Evil. Hello. Hello, Mr. Tanner. Oh, hello. The sickening voice sends chills down Blake's spine. He's unsure if this voice has been edited or if he truly has such a dark, haunting voice. How have you been? What the fuck do you want with me? Blake man calls out. I want you out of the picture. The silhouetted figure comments. You see, you're lucky. You've met the Eternity Man, Austin Yates. The man with infinite power. But did you truly think he was the only man who has lived for so long? <laughs> Didn't really have time to think about that. <laughs> the voice laughs. What? What? Hello? Oh, so what do you want with me? I don't know where Austin is. Fuck, I don't know where I am. I can't help you. Oh, believe me, I know. You, you really can't help me. The voice comments quietly. And Austin? Austin is of no import to me. You see, throughout time and history, there must be a balance. Good, evil. Creation, destruction, strength, weakness. Mm. Poor Austin's always had to uphold that spirit of goodness. No violence, no hatred, no anger. Poor boy has handicapped himself. But as I said, everything is balanced. You've had the opportunity to truly see a force of ultimate good. The voice smirks and leans into the light. His face is surprisingly dapper, featuring a well-trimmed beard and salt-and-pepper gray hair. So what does that make me? A bitch! <laughs> oh no. Austin comments as we slowly attempt to break into the room. This isn't good. What? I whisper as we crawl through the air vents, our army behind us. That man is more powerful than anything you've ever imagined. More powerful than me, definitely. I look at him quizzically. I am a force of good, Scotty. No matter what dark impulses I may have, I cannot act on them. I am what many would consider weak due to this. But he can do anything, destroy anything. He has all my powers with no filter to contain them. Well then, I smirk, per punching out the grate we were standing above. How about we go say hello? I jump down into the middle of the room. The entire room seemingly goes into riot mode as they train their guns on me and Austin. <laughs> Everyone shoots into a panic, except for, of course, the mystery man on the television. Ah, oh, hello, Mr. Moore. So nice of you to join us. The face looks towards Austin and smirks. Oh, and you're here, too. Hello, brother. Austin's hands glow with that dark red energy I was all too familiar with, but they fade back to a light blue soon enough. Oh, what did I tell you, boys? He's handicapped. Weak. Nothing compared to me. Oh yeah? Well, what about me? I form multiple energy discs at once, each pointed towards a different member of the woman's ar army. Excellent party trick, Mr. Moore. He golf claps in mock applause. But you'll only be able to last so long this way. 
Using all of your energy, you'll die before you even get through half of this armada. Wait, I know, I know. I smirk, sending an energy blade into a nearby guard. And even though I'd be willing to die for this dude, I've got other ideas. Suddenly, everyone in the room grabs their ears in pain as the sounds of thousands of trumpets blast through the walls. Like the biblical rapture, trumpets are signaling the end for these villains. Suddenly, bursting through the doors... <laughs> Are thousands of exact replicas of one single all powerful being. John Cena! Oh man, I couldn't help it. I, I mean, after I realized how good WrestleMania 1962 and did with John Cena, I knew I had to, I had to throw him in here. Uh, so I'm guessing this is just a bunch of alternate Cenas. And there's at least one Joanna scene. Uh, well, no, no. Do you remember the WrestleMania 25, his entrance, where he had all the John Cena's doing this? <laughs> I just went back and got all of those. Oh. Um, chapter 15, DFW. The Cena Armada. The fucking what? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't even remember what DFW. Oh, wait. I do remember what <laughs> DFW stands for now. The, C- uh, the Cena Armada bursts through the door, attacking all of the guards. The TV goes dark as the villain, knowing he had been defeated, escaped. <laughs> yeah. I untie Blake as the woman runs towards us, tackling us to the ground. I wrestle her back down to the ground, forming a large blade out of my arm, holding it against her throat. She sends a blast of energy towards me, blinding me. Blake and I attempt to chase after her, but to no avail. She escapes into the large crowd of battling Cenas and soldiers. I look at Blake with fear. He hadn't spent the time training with Austin. I grab the Infinity Man and slam Blake against him. Quick, save him. I turn back to the battle when I feel a hand on my shoulder. I turn around to see my best friend. Scotty, no. You'll die. Blake looks at me worried. I'm not letting you do this alone. (laughs) Too bad. I smirk at him. I told you, fucker, I'd die for you. If I can kill you! (laughs) I push him into a large portal that Austin had formed behind him. Austin steps in when I stop him. Wait, one last thing. I hand him the video camera that had been on Blake. I'm not sure if you've got any, like, super AV club powers, but I want the world to see this. Broadcast this to everywhere you can. A smiling couple walks hand in hand down Times Square. A young boy is studying how to make the perfect redstone clock in Minecraft. An entire movie theater is set down to watch the next big film. But not for long. Every scream in the world and beyond suddenly featured my face. The epic battle roared on behind me, but I had a message. People of the world! I want you all to know one thing. Evil is real. Evil is real and it's waiting to destroy us, but we we can't let it. We are creatures of good. We aren't creatures of evil and we will let this good in us live on. Feed the good, destroy the evil, let this world grow, not fester. And to those who have already been taken by the evil, let it be known. The woman stares up in anger as she runs out of her base. We will find you. And we will kill you. I turn back to join the battle, slicing soldiers in half with my blades. The wicked man slams his hand on his desk as his plans have been foiled one last time. I turn back to the camera and smirk. Oh. And one last thing. 
The army of Cena stand proudly next to one another, facing off against a wall of soldiers. I walk towards the camera slowly. Don't fuck with John Cena. The army answers back in response. I'm a bad, bad man. They deliver a devastating shoulder tackle to the soldiers. Don't fuck with Scotty Moe. I'm a bad, bad man. They power slam the soldiers into the ground, causing the ground to shake. Don't fuck with Blake Tanner. I'm a bad, bad man. Their fists glow red as they deliver a devastating five-knuckle shuffle to a soldier of their choosing. The seismic wave nearly rocks the camera off of its tripod, but I pick it up and stare down the lens. And don't fuck with the BS. Each Cena seems to have picked up a soldier on their shoulders, waving their hands in front of their faces, letting everyone know that they truly cannot be seen. I'm a bad, bad man. They release the soldiers to the ground, sending them to their death. The ground cracks and shakes, the very infrastructure being destroyed by the massive attack. The camera slips out of my hands as the building collapses around us. Scotty! Scotty, no! Blake watches on his phone as a large beam slams down against me on the ground. Austin places a hand on Blake's shoulder as I die. I smile weakly at the camera and offer a faint thumbs up as my eyes fade away. This is how I truly die. Blake breaks down crying, throwing his cell phone against a wall, shattering it into a million pieces. So, why do you want to help me? The woman asks a mysterious figure sitting across from her. Oh, what is that old saying? The demonic figure leans in, his face painted like some sort of twisted clown. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Steve, the clown prince of Birmingham. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where we're at, buddy. I'm dead. Oh. You're somewhere with Austin. And apparently the the demon Steve that lived with inside of me has now has escaped has escaped and is now teaming up with this wretched woman. I didn't send him to TNA for long enough. TNA started to get back on its feet. I sent him back right as the broken Matt Hardy angle started picking up the steam. Damn. Oh, so... Oh, wait, I'm out of prison. Yay! <laughs> I'm dead! Ah, it's whatever, you'll oh, get better. no. Yay! No. Yay! No. Also, guys, what, what to pick up next week when we find out how I survive? <laughs> oh, is that a spoiler? Or? No, I'm straight up dead, dude. Oh, okay. Uh, and then see how Blake exists in this world without me. I figure what I'm gonna do, since I have, like... It's 45 chapters. We've read 15. The first 15 mm. is through me. Next 15 is through you. And then the last 15 is uh, a, a mix. So Oh, so I get um, to run the podcast next week. Yeah, totally. Okay. That's not going to go terrible. Yeah, not at all. Uh, so, Blakey Tan, what did you learn this week on our first ever T-Wit Street? Let's see. I learned that the director of Rogue One made a better Suicide Squad movie than Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay. And I learned that, good God, it's real easy to go through a bottle of brownie cream liqueur. Um, Blakey Tan, where can they find you? Um, at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter, at Rogue One Was Awesome on Twitter, at 
At hashtag Rogue One was awesome. <laughs> hashtag don't dump Star Wars at hashtag love wars not stars. Uh, <laughs> and at the darkroom video on YouTube. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That is S C O T T Y E M O. You can find my uh, find me on Instagram by the same name. You can find my book on. Amazon at Quezalcorp, Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. But if you want a signed version, head on over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Get our shirts, get our beanies, get whatever you want. Have you a good day over there. And then after that, go visit our main website, aloadofpurebs.com. And then find us on Twitter at aloadofpurebs. Find us on Facebook at aloadofbs. Find us all across the internet. Find us on Twitch, where we are right now at twitch.com slash a load of BS, where I actually think we'll probably do gaming streams, too, in addition to this. And find us on Twitter, I've already said it, at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes. And we'll see you next week for the New Year's Eve stream. So let's see what Blake got me for. Would you like to hold my yeah. key? Uh, let's see. Pritchard's fudge brownie cream liqueur. <laughs> yes. We're gonna die today. <laughs> oh my god. I hope not. That's only 35 proof. Yeah, well, you know, once the whole thing goes down, <laughs> problems arise. Oh.